This is Kim Trumbo of the Generosity Philosophy Podcast, and you're about to get your veg on with Vicki and Larissa on the Vegetarian Zen Podcast. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, which is episode number 98. Yow. Coming up on 100. Uh, we're going to be talking about some ways to veganize your home. Now, you might recall a few podcast episodes back, we talked about eco the eco-friendly home, but we promised you that we were going to come back shortly and talk about veganizing, specifically veganizing your home. Now, if you're like me, I, like five years ago, I would have gone, what are you talking about? Even when they're talking about vegan clothing, I had no idea what people were talking about, but now we know. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk to you a little bit about some, some common home items that you would never think that are made from animals, and we're going to tell you how what things to look out for when you're furnishing a vegan household. Cool. All right. But first, let's talk about that bumper, that introduction that we just had from our friend Kim Trumbo. Sweet. The bumper car intro. Yeah. All right. So Kim, now this is our awesome friend, Kim. And it's so hard to believe when I think about it that we haven't even known Kim a year yet. That's just how, like, she's, she's just, it seems like she's like an old friend, right? I mean, she's really cool. Yeah, Yeah, she is. Uh, So if you, if you And that was a compliment, Kim. It wasn't like a... It's not like you're old. It's like we've known her forever. Yeah, because we're (laughs) older than you are. So, (laughs) but uh, but yeah, you've you heard us talk about Kim before. Uh, Kim has a podcast called the Generosity Philosophy Podcast, and you can find that on iTunes or you can go to her website generosityphilosophy.com and that'll be in the show notes of course but what Kim does on her podcast is she interviews people who do good stuff it's just as simple as that and but the interviews are just are fascinating and she finds the most interesting good people yeah she's the one that introduced us to Ellie Lax from the general I'm sorry from the um <laughs> gentle barn. barn the gentle barn and of course, we love Larissa read the book. We did a book review on the Gentle Barn, and I just she has people of that caliber mm-hmm. that are yeah. just bringing good to the world. So really good, positive vibe podcast. We definitely recommend it. So check it out. You can go out to the generosityphilosophy dot com. Mm-hmm. And then she also is working on her first in a series of children's books, which we are so excited. I can't wait to get our copy. It's called George the Generous Giraffe. And I think her intent is to do a series of books, uh, like with the alphabet. So a different animal with a different, you know, for each letter and a different trait. Yeah. So of course, if she does that, we'll share any links or to any way that you can help if you are interested in helping sponsor any future, any of those future books too. And this is really teaching kids about the importance and the fun really of giving. Right. So George is basically just a quick synopsis. George is a giraffe and he gives everything he has away. So and then he um, gets help to get more stuff to give away. And it's it's just a really cool and the illustrations are great. If you want to be notified when George the Generous Giraffe is published and is available to purchase, you can go to sendmegeorgesbook.com and that will, you can put be put on Kim's email list to get notified. Cool. That'll be in the, the link, uh, the show notes as well. 
And then also, um, if you want to get some stickers for ki- for your kids uh, from the Generosity Philosophy Podcast, or if you want Kim's Live to Give cards, which are basically um, pay it forward type cards, they're really cool, that you just kind of, you do something nice and give it to someone, and then the idea is that they pass it on to someone else with, with a kindness, um, you can email her or reach out to her on social media. All right, so let's move on to our rating. Now, this is a little sad because... As I understand it, this is our last rating we've caught up now. It is. So so please, if you haven't left us a rating, <laughs> head out there so we can read your rating. Yeah. That, that means we're caught up. So that yeah. means that any ratings we read now will be real time. We'll, we'll be real time mm-hmm. just about. So okay, so let's let's get to it. All right. So this one is from Short. Now I don't know if this is supposed to be herb, like as in herbs and spices, or herb as in Herbert, but it's short H-E-R-B one. And the title of the review was Easy to Listen, Easy to Learn. So the review says, Love the way these two present the informative topics. And the topics are always timely. They make me want to listen. I love how they both give their views, but let the listener be the judge. Most of all, their voices are actually soothing. They don't talk over each other or yell like some other podcast hosts. I'm glad. So I'm so glad I found this podcast and will listen as long as they continue. Thanks, Vicki and Larissa. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. And yeah. we really do try not to talk over each other. I'm worse about that than you are. <laughs> well, no, because I know the frustration and there are a few podcasts that I listen to that I really love them, but I cringe when people talk over each other. Mm-hmm. So we really work on that. So thank you for noticing yes, thank that. you. <laughs> All right, let's move into our news article. Now this one, you this article you had originally uh, pointed me to earlier in the week mm-hmm. and I went out and I did some investigating. <laughs> and uh, so apparently this is, we're recording today on April the 18th. So this is Saturday that we're recording. Earlier in the week, I think it was on Monday, there was a quite the Twitter war going on between comedian Ricky Gervais. You might remember him. I, I remember him, his latest from The Office. What yeah, else did he the, do? The British I mean, version, the original yeah, the Office. the original Office. And um, he's done movies. Yeah, and, a lot of stuff. Yeah. One of my favorite comedians anyways, but uh, he is a very vocal advocate for animals and he's a vegan and does things for, for PETA as well. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently he was very much angered by a picture that was posted by one of these trophy hunters, these Mm. god-awful trophy hunters, that, and this woman, her name was uh, Rebecca Francis. She had posted a a very disturbing picture of her lying next to a dead giraffe that she had killed. And it was really disturbing. And he posted, uh, he had tweeted out something to the effect of, what must have happened to you in your life to make you want to kill a beautiful animal and then lie next to it smiling? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what was so disturbing about this whole thing. Whatever you, your thoughts are on hunting, first of all, trophy hunting I think is different because I even went out as I was in, as I was collecting information for this news story we we're going to share with you. We were going to share with you. I looked on the hunting site that this was posted on, and it was really interesting to see that there were quite a few hunters who actually were also disapproving of this. And they were saying, you know, it's one thing to hunt and eat what you kill, but it's another thing. This is the kind of thing that's, you know, disturbing. And there was a few comments like that also well, from, even from hunters. Yeah. Well now can I, can I say my take on this real fast? You say your take on this. Uh, before my head, like the top of my head blows off. Um, <laughs> here's the thing that, that just disturbs me so much is that, she justified after he, you know, tweeted that out. She 
justified doing this. And she was actually congratulating herself for doing this because her take on it was that she, the giraffe was old and it had been kicked out of its herd. And uh, so she did it a favor, basically. And then further, she also um, provided all the locals with food from the giraffe. And then... Um, she talked about jewelry, making yeah, jewelry she, from it and she stuff. She said that they took, they took his bones to make other things. They took his tail to make jewelry. And she said she, they didn't waste a single part of him. I am grateful to be a part of something so good. It was really disgusting. And I think that was just her way of trying to justify it or something. I don't know what she was doing, but... Well, and my, my thought about that is... Um, now, if you remember, a number of years ago, I worked in an office for four years uh, full of hunters trophy hunters uh and there was stuff on the walls everywhere and i swear when i first went in there to start working i almost turned around and left you probably wouldn't have i mean now if you fast forward right like if you moved into because we weren't vegetarians then now we were Mm -hmm. of course big time animal lovers but you know this has been a journey for us and i think you were probably a little bit more plus i needed the job and you know it was a good job and i mean as far as pay wise anyway but uh the thing about it is if you're going to hunt for first of all don't hunt for sport i just think that that's cruel if you're going to hunt though for food then you need to honor the animal that you kill and again i mean i don't agree with killing animals but you just need to do you need to honor it you need to say thank you to the animal you need to give the remains a proper um, burial or cremation and not put them on your wall you know, you don't pose next to them and make them make, you know, scary faces while you're laughing. And, and I, I just think that's wrong on so many levels. Well, I don't think you need to, quite honestly, my opinion is a little different. I don't think you need to honor anything. I mean, in that respect, it's because I think you just need to not do it. Well, I, I mean, really... if it's a case of, you know, I have to kill an animal or I'm going to die if I'm if it's if it's survival thing. I mean, that's different. But you need to honor the animal that that is saving you. You know, I, I, I don't know. But I just I, don't see what it does. I just don't. In, in our day and age, I, think I was, don't think yeah. it's necessary. Yeah, I period. think it was just too, the way she came off was it was really just almost mocking the whole thing. Absolutely. And it was no, disgusting. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. So anyways, apparently then it went back and forth. And then Ricky Gervais got or so she, she got death threats from mm-hmm. a lot of people. And then he J- Ricky Gervais got death threats from somebody who said maybe somebody should shoot you. <laughs> and then Gervais, of course, because he's not like, he, he responds with humor. <laughs> he said, I'll make it easier for you. And then he posted a picture of himself dressed in a giraffe robe, uh, eating a leaf. And that's funny. Where do you get a gira- giraffe robe? I guess, okay, I guess <laughs> he just had one laying around yeah. a giraffe robe. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so just overall, very ugly, ugly situation. And, uh, hopefully we're going to see these things. It, the good, the only good that I can see coming of this whole thing is that it brings it to light and hopefully more people will see that this is really a very cowardly and very, I mean, come on, you're shooting a giraffe. Like mm-hmm. what, what chance does it have uh, against you? I, I hope it just brings it to life that, um, or like to light, I'm sorry, to light that this is just a horrible thing. And, and hopefully there'll be bans put on this type of thing. Cause yes. I mean, we're, things are becoming extinct, right? We just had the rhino, a mm-hmm. uh, certain type of rhino and then um, lions are yeah. bringing that, bringing lions to endanger. And she was posing with yeah, one of those Yeah, she had a too. picture of her with Disgusting. a lion. Ugh. 
All right, so let's move into our main topic. Okay, can we shower first? Yeah. <laughs> so we feel clean again? Uh, all right, yeah. so veganizing your home. So obviously no bearskin rugs. No. No <laughs> sheepskin rugs. Let's rule out the obvious right yeah. away. No no trophies hanging on your wall. Yeah, and that's a good point because there are some things that are obvious, but like let's talk about some of the things to avoid that aren't as obvious. Mm-hmm. So for example, one of the things that I never really thought about until we did the research for this was silk. Mm-hmm. So silk is avoided by many vegans because of the process used to extract the silk threads from the silkworm, which sometimes uh, involves burn, uh, boiling them alive. Mm-hmm. I would have not thought about that. Yeah, I, I read that. I was like, what? And so I, I read more about it. And basically what happens is they have people who go out and basically harvest these silk worm cocoons. Well, they grow the... they. They keep the moths in captivity. They kind of breed them in captivity. They let them get to the stage where they produce, uh, they turn into the cocoon from the caterpillars. And then they take those cocoons and they sort them by size, shape, and color because that what the color and the size depend um, will help determine what the thread, like the color of the thread that's inside, the base color. And then in order to get that thread out, you have to open the cocoon without damaging the thread. So they do it by boiling them. And of course, there's a living organism inside there that's trying to turn into a moth. And so that's really barbaric. Yeah. And, and not necessary. No. And the other thing uh, we talked a little bit about was wool. And I think a lot of times people just like to think that wool is like, oh, you know, just like people going in there with a, like a shape, like a yeah. electric shaver and just like shaving yeah. the sheep. But it's or not like, like when like you that brush little. your dog and like all that stuff comes off. Okay, then let's spin that into into. Yeah, you know, but what you yarn. what you have to understand is that's not the way it goes down mm-hmm. a lot of times, and a lot of times, unfortunately, that includes. Uh, the in, using the entire ta- uh, what do you call it the tan pelt. The, 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 pelt. the the entire yeah. yeah so it's basically tanning like you would tan leather you're tanning you're removing the hide from the sheep and then you tan that but you leave the the wool on it so obviously the animal's killed yeah so you want to you want to try to avoid that as well so where to look for that is like in beddings beds clothing footstools carpet rugs uh, seat covers saddle pads yeah that that's and that's one that i wouldn't even have thought of until until they brought my uh, brought it to my attention i thought yeah if you if you if you know anything about uh horseback riding equestrian things uh a lot of the tack that is used for for animals like to uh for the animals to kind of cushion so the reins don't dig into their their their, or the bridle doesn't dig into their neck a lot of those are leather and then they're lined with um wool or sheepskin and that's something i wouldn't even have thought of yeah so you want to look out for that now it could come from a if it comes from a trusted source that maybe you know that the animal wasn't killed that might be some depending on your tolerance for that type of thing but quite honestly if you're trying to maintain a vegan household that's probably not what you want you want to look for the synthetic version Mm -hmm. and then also don't forget about cashmere yes cashmere is uh Spun from goat, from uh, that is another wool, thing. Basically, yep, that's another thing I would have never thought about. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think about it. Yeah, no, and there's so many things that they've been so much a part of our lives for so many, you know, centuries, millennia, whatever, that you just don't really think about it until you're forced to. 
you know, until you change your lifestyle to, to be like this. Yeah. And then uh, there's candles and makeup. So we did an episode. Oh, this is a while back now that we did the, um, we do cosmetics or something mm-hmm. of that nature. Well, we talked, we about, talked about cruelty fee, free, right? So there are uh, candles and then also makeup contains some beeswax. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a personal choice, just kind of like with honey or even with silk. I mean, you could argue that the silk is a personal choice because, well, although less so than honey, because with honey, you're not boiling the bees a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although bees probably died, you know, yeah. when well, they, they're they, farmed they, for honey. They make honey for the bee, for themselves, yes. not for yeah. people. Right, exactly. Uh, another thing then is animal hair in brushes. And that may be in artist's brushes, which we'll talk about in a minute, but also in pe- brushes for, for cosmetics. So like most, and, and I think that most cosmetic brushes now are synthetic, you know, like the makeup brushes and stuff. But one thing that comes to mind is um, those awful and this stuff, I don't know if you've ever smelled this stuff, but it smells absolutely terrible. You know, those those old fashioned kind of shaving uh, pots that it has like the shaving soap oh, in it yeah. and you just add water and your grandpa probably had one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it has that that brush, that really stiff brush. Uh-huh. Um, well, they smell awful. I don't know why they smell so bad, but that is usually horsehair. Really? Yeah, because it, it needs to be something well, that stiff, makes sense. So, yeah. You know, um, but things like that, uh, you want to look out for. Then the next thing that I just started talking about, kind of with the brushes, is a lot of artist supplies are not vegan. Now, I would not have thought that when you and I, when we were going through our kind of dry run of this, we talked about the tempera paints that mm-hmm. usually take uh, they they uh, have egg. Mm-hmm. To help with some of the, well, to help it harden. Right. It's funny because I told her, so I wonder if that's why I ate, I ate paint. <laughs> I was a kid and I said, no. wait a minute, no, I didn't eat paint. Uh, the tempura paints, I always love the way they smelled. So I was probably the weird kid in the back of the room that was sniffing the tempura paint uh-huh. and yeah. eating the glue. I yeah, did you not, ate glue because I, you were weird. I think I did. I have to admit, I'm admitting it right now. I think I did. I think I was the weird kid in the back of the room that was sniffing the tempura paints. Uh-huh. <laughs> Had paint on my nose. It's not like I got high or anything. It was just like, it's uh-huh. kids' paints. Huh. It was kid paints. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I did get You're high. So Who funny. knows? Uh, no, I was sniffing markers. I definitely got high. <laughs> um, but uh, I love the way they smell. Markers? Yeah. Like Sharpies? Yeah. Mm. Like, well, like... Yeah, like permanent markers, like the big wide ones. Yeah, they kind of do smell good. They do. And then, of course, you had the the smelly ones that smelled like um, raspberry and like grape and all that stuff. But they didn't really. They smell like chemicals. Anyway, getting back to tempera paint. Talking about vegan artist supplies, I found a really neat resource online. It's it's a website called Empty Easel, and I think it's just emptyeasel.com. But it's an online resource that has a lot of vegan, specifically vegan, art supplies. So some other things that you wouldn't necessarily think of would are things like some of the dyes that are used to make the paint colors. So some of the blacks use uh, bone ash, uh, you know, black, things like that. Charcoal is... The, uh, sometimes organic, it's sometimes plant material, but it can also be animal type bone, you know, char that's made into charcoal. So you have to pay attention to that. And then of course, artist brushes, the red cochineal, that, that cochineal bug that makes the red dyes, 
That's another thing. But this empty easel is a really good resource for vegan art supplies. Okay, now the next uh, item is something that you would probably find pretty easily, and that is leather. So thinking about leather and gloves, shoes, belts, wallets, like, oh, I have a wallet that's like 15 years old that somebody gave to me as a gift. And it just occurred to me the other day, because I've just not, it's one of those things that you have forever in your life that you don't see anymore, really, you mm-hmm. know, and I opened it up the other day. And I thought, oh, my God, this is leather. Mm-hmm. I need to get rid of this. I mean, yeah, it's not like I spent money on it, but I mean, I don't want to be carrying around a leather wallet. So yeah. and especially when there are so many alternatives now. Yeah. So the wallets, furniture, craft supplies. Larissa just talked a little bit about some of those hand handles, handles. What do we mean by handles? Handles like on uh, furniture. Oh, or yeah, decor items. Yeah, so right, like yeah. a lot, sometimes you'll have those, like those big trunks, like you get at pier one or whatever. Yeah. And they'll be, it'll be a wooden trunk, but they don't have like leather trim and it'll have leather handles, uh, leather handles on baskets sometimes, which is really kind of weird to me. I've never understood that. Why have like this really <laughs> cool woven more. thing and then you stick leather on it. That's probably, well, maybe it's for grip. I don't know. Eh, maybe. So then there's photo albums and then picture frames as well. Mm-hmm. Trays, things like that. Uh, now another one, that a lot of people might not think of, and not all of these are leather, but some are, is pet supplies, accessories, so things like collars or leashes. And, you know, a lot of them are plastic or nylon or what have you, but you do have some of the higher end ones that people like the leather with the studs and all that stuff. And so you kind of have to look out for that too. Um, And, you know, it's so funny. When When we were growing up, we had a dog named Amber and she had her leash was leather. It was it was an old style leash. It was just, you know, a certain length, but with no retractable, none of that fancy stuff. But it was leather and the the part that was closest to her where it would go on her collar was so chewed and worn and everything because it was like rawhide. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's like, I like this. <laughs> I mean, it was it got all nasty and slimy, but so but there are lots of alternatives. Oh to yeah, that now. especially nowadays. Yeah. All well, right. It's... So then there's uh feathers, right? Mm-hmm. Feathers that you can find that you find in some pillows mm-hmm. and also on some jewelry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom has a story about um my I think my great grandma plucking feathers, you know, to put in pillows when they made pillows and stuff. So ick. Okay. And then there are, now this one was surprising to me, dishware that contains bones. Now I, you think about bone China, that's obvious, mm-hmm. but there's other, well, uh, no, it's, 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 it's pretty bone, much bone China. Today, yeah. Today it's bone China. If you now, as a former archeologist, um, I used to gross you out with this. Remember one of the ways that we would test to see if, little little artifact little things that we would pull out of dirt we would test to see if it was a piece of pottery or a piece of bone was to stick it on your tongue and i think i blocked that out (laughs) that's so disgusting i told you that one time you're like don't ever tell me that (laughs) it's like you do that well yeah you kind of have to because if it's a tiny piece you know if it sticks to your tongue then it's either bone or it's pottery that contained bone but if I know it doesn't I stick then out. it's definitely a and pottery you just shirt. you just brought it all up to the surface for me again thank <laughs> you it's gonna take years for me to block that again. okay but uh yeah so bone china definitely does it contain that's why it's called bone china because it contains usually cow uh bone ash and it's mixed into the clay before it's you know shaped into dishware and before firing of course but the thing that gets me about that is that it's only 
for cosmetic reason. It's not to make the dishes stronger. That That's what it used to be thought, but it doesn't. It really doesn't make them any stronger. It's just to make them a different shade of um, white. So kind okay. of a waste. And in our in a couple of past episodes where we first the one episode where we talked about I think we've talked about candy mm-hmm. and things, uh, and then also the cosmetics we talked about insect parts. Nah. So insect parts are sometimes used for coloring. Mm-hmm. So think about like that uh, what is it called the cochineal, cochineal bug insect that's used for the red coloring to add. Uh, when you add that to food items like candies and gum and and also makeup. Mm-hmm. So probably something you want to be on the lookout for if you're trying to have a vegan home. Right. And then uh, I, could, we've got, I think we've got two more before we talk about what to look for. Okay. And so we've got fur. That's really obvious when you're talking about fur coats and stuff. But also think about fur linings. A lot of gloves may be lined with fur, especially if you live way up north where it's really freaking cold. You know, I mean, down here, we don't get we don't get gloves that are that that heavy duty. But uh, gloves may be lined with fur, even shoes or like the tops of boots. So those are some things to look out for. And then the last one is pearls, because who makes pearls? Oysters. Right. You know, and the, the thing is, is in this day and age, there's so much that we're doing with synthetic uh, materials that there, there, there's really no reason except maybe trivial reasons yeah. to have like actual fur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's no reason. I mean, it's not, you can't say to keep warm because we have synthetic versions of that. Yeah. And right? I never understood that anyway. If you have like those, those um, stoles, the mink stole, and it still has feet on it. And it's disgusting. I don't understand that. Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. It, like I said, in this day and age, there's really no need for that. We're not mm-hmm. like cave people that that's all they had to yeah. keep themselves exactly. warm. You know, I mean, we have, we are beyond that. Right. All right. So let's talk about things to look for. Okay. So for example, on textile labels and this is kind of some of the stuff that we kind of talked about uh it'll some of this will overlap on the things that we talked about in episode 95 the eco-friendly home some won't uh, so things that might overlap include looking for now these are textile labels so things on clothing bedding upholstery things like that so natural fibers like cotton and bamboo those are good right and then, of course, if you're going to combine vegan with eco-friendly, you want to look for the fair trade, sustainable, all that stuff. But then also, you can look for synthetic fibers, such as rayon. And rayon is really interesting. I didn't know anything about rayon. I mean, except that I don't really care for it because it makes me hot. Uh, <laughs> you get you run hot. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm like, there's like this little fire in there all the time. Yeah. It's just putting out steam and all kinds of stuff. And that's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different topic for a different One day. I don't want to talk about. <laughs> All right, rayon. Rayon is actually a manufactured regenerated cellulose fiber, and in most instances, insta- most instances, <laughs> it's made from purified cellulose from wood pulp, which I wouldn't even have thought up thought mm-hmm. of. So in a way, it's kind of. But then it's it's chemically compounded to make it flexible um so in a way it's kind of similar to the bamboo the bamboo fiber that's made into fabrics but it's um different wood it's not bamboo and then the next thing is polyester which i cannot stand either (laughs) polyester just makes me feel icky 
It just it always has, and you know that I will. You're that's a the first gal. thing. You're just I a am. cotton gal. I am cotton everything, and that's the first thing I look for when we're when we go shopping and we're looking at t-shirts or whatever. I look to see if it's cotton. If it's not 100 percent cotton, forget about it. Now bamboo is okay. You know I can wear that. It doesn't get me too hot. But but polyester. The interesting thing is there are two types of polyester now and well I say types of polyester they're technically the same thing there's the traditionally made polyester that's completely created from chemicals from scratch just to be fabric right but now there's also something called RPET or RPET and that is made from recycled plastic bottles Oh, cool. Right. Yeah. So not only you're not using animals, but you're also using recycled materials. Yeah. So cool. it's like soda bottle, soda bottles, water bottles. And a lot of people will argue that that's the better alternative is to use this R-PET fabric over traditionally made polyester because it's recycling. So it's taking things out of landfills, which, which is a good thing, but I still wouldn't wear it. And then there's the down alternative. Right, as opposed mm-hmm. to down feathers, which we had a down comfort a down comforter several years ago. Of course, mm-hmm. we didn't know anything about that when we bought it, but now we know. But you can also get uh, alternative fillings, so right. it's not like what did they use the goose? Didn't they use they it, use I don't yeah, know what well, they it used, but goose. it was a horrible. It's, it's traditionally goose down or like right. duck down, and and it's so heavy, and it's just. But yeah, then the thought of how those feathers got in there. Yeah, no, you know? we didn't know that. So. We gave that away years ago. But anyways, yeah, so there's, again, synthetic versions of Mm -hmm. that. And then there's the faux leather, faux suede, and faux fur. Now, I'll be honest, a couple years ago when we became vegetarian and I really started looking into a lot of this stuff and I started our Pinterest board and was looking for vegan fashion, there was not a lot out there. Mm -hmm. There is a lot out there now. And there's, again, going back to the point... A lot of this stuff you can't even tell. And the stuff that was out there, like even just a couple of years ago, quite honestly, was not very good looking to me. I just, it looked fake or it looked whatever. This looks good. I mean, there's a lot more things popping up now, again, because people are voting with their dollars and they choose to go cruelty free. And so these companies are responding and there's actually a lot better things being put out there now. Well, look at our awesome flip flops. Yeah, yeah, we just bought, we both bought some flip-flops that, well, you, you bought them, so. Mm-hmm. This is my second pair of these, and I, yeah. I specifically What's looked the company? for, it's, it's Reef, R-E-E-F. Okay. Uh-huh. They're awesome, they're so comfortable, but this is my second pair. Last year, I bought a pair, and I specifically looked for, I wanted vegan, I didn't want leather, and they were hard to find at first, and uh, I got them at a Whole Earth Provision Company, and then I actually got a second pair um, because I wore those out. My first pair, yeah, because you wear yours all yeah. the time. My first pair, I think, had a bottle opener on them. Yes, we got those in Hawaii. <laughs> we realized that we didn't have flip-flops. Who goes to Hawaii without flip-flops? Us. Us. So we, yeah, so we were there in like socks and shorts and socks and, and tennis shoes going, oh my God, what the heck are we doing? You know, everybody's walking around barefoot and we're not, we're not going to do that. But so, yeah, so we bought these awesome flip-flops, but Anyway, uh, we got off topic a little bit. So let's talk about stuff for your kitchen. So what to look for. Okay, so we've already talked about China, uh, dishware like that. So if you uh, want to avoid the animal products, then if you want like the really nice China dishes, then look for fine China or porcelain. But you then you can also for like everyday dishes, look for ceramic or glass, you know, just the basic everyday plates. You can also look for wood, Teak or bamboo. Now, teak, I got to say, teak is really expensive. 
It's beautiful, but it's really expensive. Bamboo, you know, depending, I think the prices of bamboo are coming down now because it's becoming more common. Yeah. And more people are growing it to make into things like clothes and, and household items and flooring and, and all that stuff. So I think the prices on that are coming down. Also, there's glass. There's always glass. That's good. There's also plastic, but and plastic is vegan. Mm-hmm. But Larissa and I have talked about plastic in the past. And to us, it's we've gotten rid of a lot of plastic stuff just because of the chemicals that are involved in making it. So unless it's got the, uh, what's that certification on it that's the B... Um, yeah, BPE-free. BPE-free or, B- or something. Yeah. You want to make sure that... Uh, you're trying to avoid that, especially if you're going to be using it to microwave or anything that's really dangerous. Yes, because it releases the chemicals, right? Right. Um, okay, and then for disposables, like if you are looking for stuff for a picnic or, or what have you that you're just going to recycle, not throw away. Uh, yeah, look for ones that are made from recyclable materials like paper or... Or you can even get the ones that will biodegrade quickly now that are made from cornstarch. And I know that a lot of, um, like Green, our our favorite vegetarian restaurant, they have the cornstarch ones. I think your work has the cornstarch ones too, instead of styrofoam. Uh, Oh, yes, they do. And Uh the reason for that is that they biodegrade very quickly. And but but they will still hold what you need them to hold for you know the length of time that you have your leftovers, which is usually a few days. So all right, so should we move on then to a few tips? Let's do that. All right, so buying vegan products can either be more or less expensive depending on what you're shopping for. So if you're looking for things like couches or furniture, faux leather is generally less expensive than genuine leather, which is a good thing. And I'm sure parents of college students are like really happy about that. (laughs) Um, Fine china and porcelain are also less expensive than bone china, which is also good. And then ceramic is usually less expensive even than that which is even better. And then the uh, on the flip side, though, for kitchen supplies, things like that, glass is obviously generally going to be more expensive than plastic, especially if you're talking about like baking, like big dirt serving dishes and, and things. Yes, but remember what you're buying with that too. Yes. Because it's, uh, it's not, it's the chemical thing we mm-hmm. just talked about. So you're kind of buying safety as well. Exactly. Plus glass will probably last longer unless you're like me and you drop stuff all the time. Uh, and then woods such as teak, which we already mentioned, can be expensive. But, you know, things like that are generally going to last you a long time. And then another thing that you can do is to shop used. And this is something that we touched on when we talked about the eco-friendly home is recycling, upcycling, buying from friends, buying from, I hate to say it, Craigslist. Ugh, I wouldn't do that, but a lot of people do. I'm so afraid of Craigslist. I'm just going to say it, it now. It, it scares me. Yeah. I've, I think maybe it was in, I got afraid of, I, maybe I watched too many Lifetime, Lifetime movies. Lifetime movies, the Craigslist killer. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's another good thing that can help you cut costs when it comes to that. And then also more and more of the more affordable box stores like Target and things like that, places like that, are carrying vegan friendly more vegan friendly items so check those places too cool so hopefully we've shared some tips with you for veganizing your home if that's the direction you want to move towards i know we are and like i said there's just more and more things that well this podcast episode helped bring to light for us and then it started making me just more aware of things that i had that i just hadn't gotten around to replacing like my wallet Mm -hmm. so uh, you know larissa and i were talking about this and Again, just kind of the way we always talk about things is don't feel like you have to go through everything and do it like right away. I mean, just start to be more aware of it. If that's the direction you choose to go, 
just start to be more aware of things and just like even if you're making your bed flip your comforter mm. tag over unless you're a rebel and you cut it off mm, I, cut thing, I cut them just off just because they tell me i'm not supposed to <laughs> i did that one time i got all of our towels i was folding uh linens I can see that. and i got all of our towels and it just made me so mad looking at those those tags so i just cut them all off and i think i even took a picture and put it on facebook nice said, ha. very nice all right yeah. so what about uh let's let's look at our recipe of the week shall we okay so the recipe this week comes from the Wellness Mama website, and it is a recipe for natural shampoo. And you'll see why in a minute. Why Vicky? Now Vicky picked this, and she also found the quote and the article. So uh, you'll see how the shampoo relates to the quote, right? Um, I sort of. I mean, yeah. So it's. I mean, it's all natural ingredients. So mm-hmm. it's like coconut milk, Castile soap, and Larissa's done some. She's done a video on our YouTube channel with how to make Castile so or cleaner. Using uh-huh. Castile Cleaner soap. Cleaner and handsome. This is, yeah, so this is about uh, how to make shampoo. And then it's got um, the, the oils, the essential oils. And uh, I think it's almond oil or olive oil as well. Mm-hmm. Now, you did try an experiment in this <laughs> one time. I think we've talked about that we've before, We've talked too, about her we? failed experiment in the past where I came home from a business trip and she had these experiments going as she usually does. And when I'm out of the house, forget it. I don't even want to know what it looks like in here. She's oh, probably you running all it. sorts of mad scientist experiments but anyways i went to go take a shower because every time i come back from traveling from an airplane i have to take a shower because there's just a lot of things in the air so i went into the shower and she's like hey try this shampoo i made and it was didn't really come out too well <laughs> but i don't think it was it wasn't this one this is no <laughs> but we, we want to try it again because we yeah. we are we do use cruelty free shampoos right now we moved over to a cruelty free shaving like lotion as well we need to uh, make sure we put links to those uh-huh, two on yeah. the. We got them from Whole Foods. It, yeah. Um, but uh, so we'll we'll see how this one turns out. Hopefully but it looked really good. Last one. Okay. All right, so what about the quote? The quote yeah. of the week comes from the guy who made our news story today, and that is from Ricky Gervais. And he said, "Dear intelligent people of the world, don't get shampoo in your eyes. It really stings. There, done. Now, insert explicitive. Stop torturing animals." So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to keep our rating the same. So I just uh, took out the yeah. word that he actually used. But yeah, so it rhymes uh, with ducking. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Okay. So I think that does it for our show today. If you uh, have a moment, as Larissa had mentioned earlier, we are out of ratings for now. We have quite a few. So thank you if you have taken the time to go out there and leave us an iTunes rating. When you leave us a rating, what that does for us is that helps bring us to the top, uh, more to the top of the uh, iTunes uh, in the iTunes what listings hot. for our right for our department or what do you call it? Category. category yeah. yeah for our category and uh that helps people find us so the more people find us the more people listen and we get stoked and we keep going that's our fuel the, mm-hmm. when we hear from people when when they tell us that when people drop us a voice message or leave us a facebook message or leave us a rating that really stokes us because we feel like you know hey somebody's somebody's listening yeah. and uh especially when they tell us that it helps that something we said helped them in, in some challenge they were facing. So uh, if you could take a moment just to go out to our um, iTunes, that would really help us out. All right. I think that does it for our show today. Okay, on to the next. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. 
Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.